Good morning. We are very grateful to be with you this morning. I want to tell a story about how these churches came to be. I want to tell a story of how we got to this moment we're in right now. It's been a long week with so many hours spent in this building preparing it for this moment right now. Flint City Church started here in the city of Flint about seven years ago. And Flint City Church in these seven, these six years has been in seven locations. And honestly, I have toured a dozen buildings in my time here. And none of them were ever the right one. So we pastored, we gave, we sacrificed, we loved. Wherever we were planted, we tried to minister to those we were among. Two years ago, Cornerstone EPC from Brighton joined in partnership with the church to plant Eastside Community. So I began pastoring in that moment two churches every Sunday, 10 o'clock at Flint City, 12 o'clock at Eastside, every single Sunday morning. Eastside had a building. Eastside had a neighborhood that was, in a way I've never seen, was hungry for the gospel. We began to work in this east side neighborhood, a neighborhood near where I grew up as a little boy. And we saw God begin to draw people to himself. And as we ministered in both these places, God began to make it clear that these two works needed one another. Speaking with the leadership of Flint City and the leadership of East Side, these two communities merge now into one. As we come into this new building, a new building, a building. As we come into this place, into this neighborhood, into this moment, Flint City is going to do something we've never done before. We are going to tweak our vision. We're going to tweak the vision of our church. If you ever watch online, you ever come and watch what we do, we often at the beginning of our service, we say, Flint City Church, here we are for Jesus, we are for Flint, and we are for the kingdom. That's been our mantra for seven years. I have lived these words, I have breathed these words, these words have guided us as we have made decisions, as we have spent money or not spent money, these words were the reason why, they, they, they were like the train tracks guiding us forward, they were our vision. Today, we tweak the vision. You see, these words for Jesus, for Flint, and for the kingdom, they're very easy to be words that almost are like, when I'm for something, I'm for the lines. Which means what? I cheer for them. I wear their jersey. I hope they do well. I am a fan. I am a cheerleader. I'm loyal to that. But I do, as a fan, I do nothing to, to make the Lions succeed. I'm not on the field. I am not, <laughs> I'm not, what, I'm not a booster. I'm investing in the stadium. My role as a fan is very passive. And I don't want the members of our new community, 
our church family to be a passive people. I don't want us to merely be fans of Jesus. Jesus is so cool. I think he's awesome. We're not merely fans of Jesus. We're not merely fans of Flint. And we're not merely fans of God's kingdom. I want to do some words, some verbiage, some action words, so you know, now we say we're for something. What does that mean? Today we introduce some brand new concepts that are going to guide us into our future. As we reach into the east side, as we take advantage of this building we've been given to use to, 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 to disciple new believers to Jesus. So for Jesus, for Flint, and for the kingdom changes today. And it becomes our new vision of the church. Speak Jesus. Serve Flint. Obey King. Speak Jesus. Serve Flint. Obey the King. Today on Labor Day weekend, when many people are out and about and are gone, you're watching, you're watching our service online just like this right now. I want to tell you our vision. You who are not here, I want to tell you the vision of our church. First, speak Jesus. We agonize over this verb. What does it mean we're for Jesus? And we, we, we landed on this word, speak Jesus. I'll tell you why we landed here. We're going to go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And Romans 10 says this. Beginning in verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That is our heartbeat. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, who calls on the name of our Savior Jesus, will be saved. This is the good news. This is the gospel. The good news begins with, begins with bad news. The bad news, the true news, is that we are separated from God. And we feel that. That far awayness. And there's all the ideas how to, how to, how to like, cross that abyss. How do I make this far awayness not so far away? And God sent His Son Jesus to die that we may live. The new symbol we use for Jesus is the cross. For in the cross, we see the culmination of the mission of Jesus. Jesus came to die that we may live. When we put our faith, our hope, our trust in Christ. Christ who died that we may live. We call upon his name in adoration, in worship, in desperation. We can be saved from our sins, saved from the lostness, saved from the darkened, from our, our darkened minds, saved. It's why we do what we do. We, we believe everyone 
who calls upon the name of the Lord can be saved. Then it says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How can you call on someone if you don't believe in him? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? This is the thing. People have a picture of Jesus. For a lot of people, it's an untrue picture. They don't know who he really is. They don't know what he really said. They don't, know what, they don't know what he's really about. How can they believe in him if they don't know who he is? They don't know our Lord. And so Paul says, And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Without someone telling them? And so we as a church, we as a people, are committed to tell people the story, the incredible true story of Jesus. We're not ashamed of the name. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God to everyone that believes. When we go to the when we do the work we're called to do, and we ask why, why do you sacrifice? Why do you bleed? Why do you give? Because Jesus. We're going to speak His name and tell of the goodness of what He's done for every person. We're going to speak Jesus to people, and you don't have to be a preacher to do this. You don't have to be a college grad. To say, Jesus changed my life. Jesus loves me and it makes all the difference. Jesus caught me when I fell. He's the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. As a people, we're going to speak Jesus. We're committed to this. We're not merely a good work church. We are a Good news proclaiming church. A gospel speaking church. Not just preaching, but talking and singing and praying. If someone you love comes to you and says, we're hurting, we're beat up. You don't just send good feelings. You say, listen, can I pray for you? Right now, can I pray for you? And you pray in the name of Jesus for them. We, it's an illustration, we speak Jesus to. We serve Flint. And the symbol for serve Flint is a symbol our Flint City crew knows well. It's the symbol of the Flint arches. Story goes that those arches, you see old pictures of the city of Flint from like the 20s, 30s, 40s. You'll see the arches. There came a point in Flint's history where the arches were taken down. They were gone. Saginaw had nothing over it. And the legend goes, the story goes, that they found those arches in a warehouse somewhere. And they cleaned them up and put them back up. And it's beautiful to behold. I love. I love wintertime, coming down 5th, looking down Saginaw, 
and just seeing as the snow falls the lights of the arches down downtown Flint. We are committed to our city. We are committed to our city. We're going to serve our city. And we serve so many pieces of our city, it's unreal. What can we do here in this location? We want a monthly pantry to help out the neighborhood. 100 to 125 cars come here the first set every month, and we bless them. We pray for them. We, we help people who are... At the pantry, people tell me all the time. People tell me, Pastor, we're struggling. We're struggling, and this box of food helps give us a little nudge to make it through the month. Oh, we love doing it. We love being a blessing. For us, the pantry is the fish and the loaves. We're feeding the multitudes. Not just that. There's Jensen County jails in downtown Flint. And we're in the jails. We partner with Reach the Forgotten Ministries. And whenever a church cancels, they don't even call us. And we have people who will be there to serve those in our jails, our incarcerated people. We sit there for nowadays, sitting there for years, waiting to see a judge. We can go in there where hope is near death and proclaim the good news of Jesus. The good news of Jesus. In our city, there's a lot of trafficking in our city. We work with Beauty for Ashes. And we invest in that work. We pray for that work. And we cheer and praise God when women and men are delivered from the streets in that way. Our city is a lot of homeless. We partner with Carriage Town and Catholic Charities in providing for the needs of the homeless. Coming alongside, praying for, cheering, helping them find jobs. Our city has a lot of addiction. So we partner with Life Challenge Ministries in recovery, and we know people. We see them get clean three months, six months, nine months, a year. Like challenge that our homies. And we bleed when they ask for help, we're there. And starting pretty soon here in this building, we'll be starting a service tailored for those in recovery, for those who love someone in recovery. We're going to do more and more to minister to those who are working their recovery and we're going to show them how Christ can help them overcome even the most devastating additions. Our city has college students all over the place. We partner with InterVarsity to help bring the good news of Jesus to college students. Do you hear what we're saying? We serve our city in a myriad of ways. <laughs> Many neighborhoods of our city are called food deserts because you can't get fresh vegetables. All you have are party stores full of processed foods. Now, it tastes good to a kid, but kids need vegetables. You know what during the lead crisis? There was a lot of documentation that fresh fruits and vegetables helps your body get rid of lead. But for Flint, it was a perfect storm of awfulness because so many of our kids didn't.
didn't eat fresh vegetables and fruits. They didn't have access to them. They ate all these, these processed foods and the lead just stained their system and hurt those young souls and those young bodies. So we part with Brownell Blover Coalition, hosting Story Coming to Garden every week, bringing kids over, reading them stories, helping literacy just be grounded in their souls and show them how important it is to eat their veggies. And we grow food and give it away to the neighbors. It is wonderful. We serve Flint in this and so many more ways. And if you want to be part of what we do in the city of Flint, we provide opportunities to sign up to serve in many of these places. We serve Flint. And lastly, one of our values is we speak Jesus. Thank God for the cross. One of our values is we serve Flint. I go to Jeremiah 29 to give you a taste of our love for our city. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So Jeremiah is writing a letter. He's talking to the Jews. This Jerusalem has been destroyed. And the Jews have been taken and they've been brought into captivity to Babylon. They're foreigners and aliens there. They're exiles in Babylon. And how do you live when you're a foreigner, when it's not your true home? This is a very important question, because we, as believers in Jesus, our true home is a far country. We know all our home is with God in his kingdom. That's our home. That we are exiles and aliens in this land. This world is not our home. I was made for another place. We are truly not home yet. No matter how much goodness must we know in this life, we will never know true peace until we are with our Father in heaven. How do we live as exiles and aliens? Some people say, this wasn't my home, so I don't care about it. Some say, I abandoned the world. To quote Timon and Pumbaa, when the world turns its back on you, you turn your back on the world. Some Christians talk this way. I've heard Christians say, when it comes to like environmental stewardship, well, the world's gonna burn anyway, so who cares if we poison the lakes and cut down all the trees and make our fields into piles of garbage? Here's the reality. Jeremiah, God tells Jeremiah to tell the people this. Build houses, live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. Live in this new mandarin. Be a person wherever God puts you. But seek the welfare of the city. This word welfare, in Hebrew the word is shalom, peace. Seek the shalom of the city where I have sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its shalom you will find your shalom. In its peace you will find your peace. 
Well, if we, if you're a flintstone, like we are, when we seek the shalom of flint, we make a shalom for ourselves. We try to bring God's justice and love to this world, to this city. It ministers our lives too. We serve flint. And the picture of Sir Flint is the arches. And lastly, we obey the king. Now, I almost didn't say these words. I almost didn't say obey, because obey is a strong word. We don't like, as Americans, we don't like the word obey. We don't like the word submission. These are bad words to us. But language matters. In John 14, 15, Jesus says the words so clearly. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now many Christians are fans of Jesus. And many Christians are fans of serving others. Where a lot of people stop is obeying the king. Christ said when he came, repent for the kingdom of God's at hand. What does that mean? The kingdom of God's at hand. It meant that the, the world of God, God's world, God's, God's kingdom was coming into the world. But how, how does God's world break into this fallen, broken world? I'll tell you how. Whenever an individual, a family, a community like ours, whenever we put our faith in Jesus, when we look at the Savior and are set free from our chains and come to know Christ as our King, when this happens, He becomes our Savior and our Lord, our Savior and our King. We begin to live out His rulership in this world. And when we live His way in the world, His kingdom breaks into this broken kingdom. We bring these new rules and this new heart and this new love into a dying and desperate world. We have to obey the King. The King commands. And many Christians are fans of Jesus. And I consider somebody someone else, but many of us, when it comes to our lives, if Christ says we're wrong, we ain't listening to him. We just don't listen. We sin openly. We laugh about it. And it ain't right. For many of us, it's why our souls never grow. We never take that step of submitting to King Jesus. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus, did, he, he came to save. And he does gift his church to serve. But he calls us to a new way of life. A new way to be human. We as a church have to grow in our maturity. We have become true disciples of Christ. And that means 
laying some stuff down. It means repenting. It means we're no longer conformed to the image of this world. We are transformed. Not conformed, but transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's who we have to be. And this theme of obeying the king has a new symbol attached to it. It's the symbol that many Eastsiders know. The crown. It symbolizes King Jesus. Whom we worship. Whom we adore. Whom we obey. This is who we're going to be as a community. We value speaking Jesus. We tell his story. Not just, not just from the pulpit, but in conversation, in our families, in our workplaces. As we walk around, we're not ashamed to say the name. Not ashamed. We serve Flint. This is our home. We fight for her. We, we, we sacrifice time, energy, strength to see the shalom of our city increase. And we obey the king. We obey the king to bring God's kingdom into the world. This is our new vision as a church. Those of you watching online now, I hope if you are part of our community, you will see the beauty, the power of our vision. You will ask the question, do I speak Jesus? Do I serve Flint? Do I obey the King? Let me pray for you now, and we will be dismissed. Father, all those who watch now, I pray for them. You know their needs. Guide, lead, convict. Help us as a community of faith. Become a community that are defined by these ideas of gospel, shalom, and kingdom. Speaking Jesus, serving Flint, obeying you, our King. Thank you for loving us calling us, empowering and equipping us. We are yours. Christ, let me ask all these things. Amen. Grace and peace to you and yours.